0: and I'm eight years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because when I'm worried, he rescues me. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Hey guys, Alicia Yoder here again on the Jesus is Better podcast. One reason I look forward to sharing these stories with you so much is because it's not just a history lesson of talking about cool people who lived a long time ago. It's so that we can get to know the best person in the universe who is alive right now and loving to do life with us each day. Last week, we saw that Jesus cared more about people's hearts than about trying to look perfect like the Pharisees did. He wanted people to keep turning to him for the help they needed to love others and even people who would hate them for following him. After Jesus finished teaching the crowd that had gathered, he went to a place called Capernaum. There was a servant of a Roman commander who was sick and about to die. The commander thought highly of his servant, so when he heard about Jesus, He sent some Jewish leaders to speak to Jesus about coming and healing his servant. They came to Jesus and begged him, This man deserves to have you do this. He loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. When Jesus came near the house, the Roman commander sent friends to him. He told them to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself. I'm not good enough to have you come into my house. That's why I didn't even think I was good enough to come to you. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. I myself am a man who is under authority and I have soldiers who obey my orders. I tell this one, go, and he goes. I tell that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at the commander. Jesus turned to the crowd that was following him. He said, I tell you, even in Israel, I haven't found anyone whose faith is so strong. When the men who had been sent to Jesus returned to the house, they found that the servant was healed. Sometime later, Jesus went to a town called Nain, His disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out. He was the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt sorry for her. So he said, Don't cry. Then he went up, And touched the coffin Those carrying it stood still Jesus said Young man, I say to you, get up The dead man sat up and began to talk Then Jesus gave him back to his mother The people were all filled with wonder and praised God A great prophet has appeared among us, they said God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread all through Judea and the whole country. John's disciples told John about all these things. So he chose two of them and sent them to the Lord. John told them to ask him, Are you the one who is supposed to come? Or should we look for someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, Are you the one who is supposed to come? Or should we look for someone else? At that time, Jesus had been healing many people with sicknesses and evil spirits. He also gave sight to many who were blind. So Jesus replied to the messengers, Go back to John. Tell him what you have seen and heard. Blind people receive sight. Disabled people walk. Those who have skin diseases are made clean. Deaf people hear. Those who are dead are raised to life. And the good news is announced to those who are poor. Blessed is anyone who does not give up their faith because of me. So John's messengers left. Then Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. He said, John is more than just a prophet. He is the one written about in the scripture that says, I will send my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare the way for you. All the people who heard Jesus' words agreed that God's way was right. Even the tax collectors agreed. These people had all been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the authorities on the law did not accept for themselves God's purpose. So they had not been baptized by John. Jesus went on to say, When John the Baptist came to you, he didn't eat bread or drink wine. And you say, He has a demon. But when the Son of Man came, he ate and drank as you do. And you say, This fellow is always eating and drinking far too much. He's a friend of tax collectors and sinners. If you follow God's wisdom, you show that it is right. One of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. There was a woman in that town who had lived a sinful life. She learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with a special jar of perfume. She stood behind Jesus and cried at his feet. And she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair. She kissed them and poured perfume on them. The Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this and said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him. What kind of woman she is. She is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain lender. One owed him five hundred silver coins. The other owed him fifty silver coins. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he let them go without paying. Which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who owed the most money. You're right, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman. He said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house and you didn't give me any water to wash my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't give me a kiss, but this woman hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I came in. You didn't put any olive oil on my head, but she's poured this perfume on my feet. So I tell you this, her many sins have been forgiven. She has shown that she understands this by her great acts of love. But whoever has been forgiven only a little, loves only a little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to talk about this among themselves. They said, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Okay. So I want you to think of the strongest person you know. Do people listen to them when they speak? When they ask someone to do something? One person I think of is my dad. When I was a kid and he asked me to do something right away, I usually hopped to it. But when I was really little, a disease called cancer attacked his body. He didn't have the power to just tell it to go away. But he kept trusting that there was someone even more powerful than him who could heal his body. Jesus used the medicine my dad took to completely heal his body and get strong again. And he hasn't had any more cancer since then. When we choose Jesus to be our king, believing that he has the power to make anything happen, He is honored. He might not always do what we think he should do, like making every sick person better, but he wants to keep teaching us to trust him anyway, especially in the things we can't understand. The Roman commander cared about his servant, but knew he didn't have the power to give the servant what he needed. That's why he went to find Jesus. God has placed special people in our lives to love and care for too. He wants to help us love them and stand up for them. But he also wants us to place them under his power and care too, whether they're sick or scared about something or their hearts need to know God's love. You can be like the army commander and come to God on their behalf, asking God to help them and trusting Him to give them what they need. Sometimes when I have a friend who's hurting, I like to imagine taking them by the hand and leading them to God's throne, where the Father is there to scoop them onto His lap, and then He can reach down to pull me onto His lap too. I love the story about the widow's son being raised from the dead because it shows Jesus' love and compassion for a woman whose husband had already died and now had lost her only son. He saw her suffering and rescued her from a life of being really poor because now her son could take care of her again. And we need God's compassion and power just as much as the widow did. We were like that young man in the coffin completely dead in our sin and ability to be good enough for God. And not only couldn't rescue ourselves, but no one else could rescue us either. No one but Jesus. That life he offers us was the joy he looked forward to as he suffered on the cross and then took his seat in heaven as the king who is more powerful than physical and spiritual death. If he has rescued you, You can also believe that he has the power to rescue the dead hearts of those you love who aren't following him as their king yet, and that he cares about them more than you ever could. God loves this journey we're on of discovering more about him each day and who he created us to be. Like John the Baptist, even though we don't understand everything about God, We can invite others to join in the discovery of Jesus, too. The greatest treasure they can find is his salvation. But there is so much more to discover about his good purposes for our lives, too. The people he wants to help us love and the things he wants to help us do to make him famous. Maybe a girl on the playground needs to be invited into a game. Maybe you can tell God how awesome he is from making tall, tall trees and piles of leaves to jump in. Maybe when you do well on a test, you can tell your parents how much God helped you. So, what does it look like to choose to follow Jesus each day? A lot like the woman who wept at Jesus' feet, pouring out perfume and wiping his feet with her hair. Having faith is seeing how much you need Jesus, that you need him more than anything else. When you realize that you won't get it right all the time, that you can't always treat your family and friends with kindness, you are invited to come to Jesus, receiving his forgiveness and letting his truth fill your thoughts. His blood bought you from being a slave to your sin and gave you his right behavior and a place in his family as his sons and daughters. You don't have to be afraid to discover your weak places because then you can be like that woman who anointed Jesus' feet by telling him how grateful you are for his acceptance and forgiveness and love for you. When you tell him how much you need him, It's a sweet fragrance like the perfume the woman poured onto his feet. It's like you have a bottle of perfume in your heart. And as you see how great God is and how much he cares about you, you can pour out your hopes and dreams and fears and needs and the things you don't understand at his feet, trusting him to give you what you really need. And when you do, Others will be able to smell that fragrance, pour out the perfume in their hearts, and you can enjoy together all the love and forgiveness and righteousness and blessings God has for you to receive now and as you prepare to live with him forever. Let's pray. Thank you for being strong for us, Lord, and for simply wanting our hearts. We offer them to you again today, knowing that you are our big, strong daddy who's going to take care of us. We want to make you famous in our home and at school and everywhere we go. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, let's keep celebrating Jesus, and I'll talk to you next time.